Hey, everybody, and welcome to the debut episode of the Chris Rose Football Show with brand new New York Jets tight end, CJ Uzama. Welcome to the John Boy Media family officially. Have you filed for our 401k program and everything? Uh, I think so. I think it's in the works right now, actually. Okay, good. Uh, this is our debut episode, so I've changed my baseball look to a little football. Since I am a Cleveland Browns fan, I got my Jim Brown jersey here. Since I'm a Barry Sanders fan back in the day, I've got my, sorry, I got my Oklahoma State. But, hold on, CJ, got grit in your Oh, seat. there it is. There we go. There's the Jets helmet on top, okay? All right, I like it. I like it. I can accept this now. All right. Unless you want to send me a Uzama jersey. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with one of those. That's easy. Okay. Does it have to be from Auburn? Does it have to be from your Atlanta area high school back in the day? Does it have to do? Do I need the whole uh, conglomerate of jerseys? I mean, if you want them, we can try to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I, I don't turn down a free jersey ever, ever. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be doing this. I think every few weeks during the football season. I, I don't want to put the pressure on CJ, but I want to, you know, I want him to feel comfortable and welcome him to the John Boy Media family, which is a great space to be a part of. Uh, speaking of space, let's start out with the fun stuff. Are you living in the city? No, I'm not. I'm living. Uh, I'm living on the Jersey side. I'm living closer to closer to our facilities. Um, yeah, it, it, I, it it'd be too too much of a hassle. You know, it's like forty minutes, maybe like with no traffic, with traffic, maybe like two hours. You know, maybe a day. I, you don't. You never know. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to stay in the Jersey side. Yeah, but you're. I know you're a big culture guy. I know you are. I know you You feel like a city guy to me. Was there a little bit of pull? No, um, no, I do. I do enjoy going to the city. It's it's such like a mixture for me. There's there's certain times where I'm like, I really wish I was in the city right now. And then other times where I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm kind of like out here, even though like the, the out here aspect, I'd, I'd prefer to have a little more land maybe. But um, no, it. it I get split sometimes. It's like 50-50. Sometimes I'm like, man, I just wish I was going to the city right now. I'm just like living that, like experiencing that at the moment. So what do you do? I mean, have you gone into the city much since you've moved there? Yeah, I've been in a, a fair amount of times. Um, I have kind of my my local spots that I go to. Local spots. Look at me. I'm, I haven't even been here <laughs> for a year yet. Um, now, I have some like certain spots and areas that I go to. Um, I've been to... Um, since I've been here, I've been to a, a, a Broadway show. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. What'd you see? I uh, saw Wicked. That was the first time I had seen Wicked, and it was incredible. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. One of my good friends, who's not a true musical buff, walked out. What? Why? I don't, I, first of all, I was shocked that he went and took his family. So I, oh. I got to be honest with you. He's not, it's not, it never felt like he's, a true musical guy but he was like i couldn't handle it so he was out i've never seen wicked i do love doing shows with my family when i'm in new york city i've seen you know probably 10 of them over my career so you yeah. loved it I, I i loved it i'm gonna have to have a talk with this i'm, I'm your friend here and, and figure out what was going on because this is <laughs> we're gonna, we gotta like strap him down to the seat just so we like start to finish but no it's yeah it's it's amazing so is that something you could, is that like a routine you could get into? You guys are off on like Tuesdays usually, right? During this season. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, is that something that you would maybe do once a month? Just pop in, go see one? Once a month? Oh, I'm thinking like bi-weekly maybe? I don't know. Really? I, I want to say, say weekly, but no. 
Yeah, it'd probably be like a, you know, Monday isn't like a super long day. Tuesday's the off day, so I could see like a matinee there. Like Friday's kind of a shorter day also, so I could go into the city and maybe like see a matinee then as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I plan on seeing a fair amount. So, this, so this you're year. an artsy dude. I'm getting this. No, yeah, no, I love it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just super impressive. You know, I'm not um, vocally, I'm not the most talented, uh, but I do enjoy music a lot. And, and I think just seeing something live, living in Nashville a little bit, helped that. Like I think live performances are just exponentially better than anything else. So, um, yeah, going to going to going to a show is just it's incredible. Well, where do you think this came from? Because I read that your parents are both huge into education, right? Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, that was like that was instilled in me at such a young such a young age, um, just to make sure that my grades were on point. And like high school was said, being an only child, all all eyes are on you. And um, you know, most most people are like, oh, only children are spoiled and all this stuff. And like, I was spoiled in the fact that like my parents were able to pour all of their love into me. But like, other than that, like, it wasn't much, much, you know, there wasn't spoiled. I wasn't that spoiled, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where the, the music aspect came from really. I mean, I, I know my parents are huge into eighties music and that's about it. Like that's all I listen to. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I love it. So like ABBA, ABBA's playing in the house. I mean, we, we made, I remember for one of my mom's birthdays, um, my dad and I burned her a CD and it was just, it was in the car nonstop. Like that's the only thing that was playing at any given time in the car. What was on it? Do you remember? Um, I know from, I know culture, culture, culture club. club. Yep. Karma chameleon was on it. <laughs> um, I don't remember the band name, but Wake Me Up Before You Go was on it. Okay, yes. Um, Wake Me Up Before You Go, Go. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think there were 19 songs, if I'm not mistaken. And then, I, so here's the thing. I ended up getting the, the car. Like, we got the hand-me-down car, right? And so it was, the, it was a Nissan Pathfinder, and the CD got stuck. And so I, I'm like... I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, at the, for like a while, you couldn't change it either. So you could only listen to it. Like you can only listen to this, to this <laughs> CD. So I'm, I'm waking up and it is wake me up before you go, go. Every time I get into the car and I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Yeah. By the way, our outstanding producer, Rob Scirocco saved us. Wham was wake me up before you go, go. Wham. There we go, Wham. Rob. Thank you. Yeah. Rob will crush it. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's dive a little bit into football. Um, Robert Sala just announced you're going to play in the preseason finale against the Giants, which is nice. Although I did see you on Monday Night Football. You got a little bit of action during the Joe Flacco interview <laughs> with the human pogo stick. There you go. How many Seriously, how many texts do you get after the game? Like, dude, seriously? Um, I, I didn't get I didn't get too, too many. It was it was, uh, you know, Monday, Monday night. Not a lot of not a lot of my friends stayed up. Um, my parents did text me. Um, I, I got a couple for sure, but I, I was, that was tough. I was trying to, I was trying to video bomb them and they had such a close, like, I mean, they were close up to him and I'm like standing here trying to find, and Joe's tall. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to start jumping and try to get in, see what happens. And I got in and I was like, oh, nice. All right, cool. I can, I can leave him alone now. 
<laughs> That's great. Good shot. Um, did I read that you said Joe Flacco is one of the funniest people you've ever met? He's one of the funniest people on the team. Um, All right. And there's some characters. I will say, like, there's some, there's some, there's some funny guys on the team. Like, Herbig, he's one of the offensive linemen. He's, 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 he's battling for that number one stop. But Joe, Joe is, Joe is hilarious. He's, he's like dad funny, but like not with the dad jokes. It's not like the corniest dad jokes. It's just like, I, I have this dad older humor and it is, it's hilarious, honestly. Well, see, I'm called the dad of John Boy Media basically because I'm 25 years older than anybody else in the company. So I don't know if they think that I'm the funniest person or a funny person, but I fill the dad role. So I kind of understand what Flacco's going through. I mean, you, you guys probably look at him and you're like, oh, my God, did you play in the 70s? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. We get I, So <laughs> at the stadium, they're having uh, high school highlights from, like, I think uh, Garrett Wilson was up there. Sauce was up there. Maybe Elijah Moore was up there. Um, and I'm standing next to Flacco, and I was like, Bro, you don't even have high school highlights, probably, huh? Like, what VHS, VHS, like recordings. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. Like, I don't. There's no CDs. There's nothing online. Like, nothing on the internet you're gonna be able to find. And I was just like, wow, that is, that is crazy. Um, and then we started talking about birthdays. His birthday is January 16th. Mine's the 14th. And I was like, oh man, we should have like a party together or something. Like. You know, what, what, make it like a thing. And he was like, yeah, how old are you turning? I was like, yeah, I'm turning 30. He's like, I'll be, I'll be 38. I think it might be a little bit of a different party, but we should do it. Like everyone will want to come. So, um, yeah, it's, he's, he definitely is the, the older man in the, in the, in the room. Doesn't he have like 16 kids too? Like all those quarterbacks, all they do is have kids. Like Phillip Rivers can field a team, right? Yep. Matthew Stafford's got a bunch. That's, that's all these quarterbacks do is multiply. Yeah, they just want more, more, more of them, like more quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But you know what yeah. it is. When you get that rich, you just don't give a shit at the end. You're like, hey man, how, like as parents, we all sit there and we're like, listen, we want to have kids, we want to bring them into the world, we want to nurture them, but you also want to be able to take care of them, right? When you're when you're a quarterback in the NFL, you do not have that worry. <laughs> like what? You don't want any more? We 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 have some spare college tuition money if you if you need it. Yeah. But yeah. Our 529s that's, are good. Yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, what has the transition been like for you? Because you're a big personality. You were well liked in Cincinnati. You spent six years there, right? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Now you make a jump to a new team as a free agent, a team that's got the longest playoff drought, a team that has gone very young. He's going to rely on a lot of young talent here. Can you walk into a locker room and be CJ Uzama from the get-go, or do you have to feel it out? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to be me no matter what. Um, and so that's kind of – I mean, I, I did – I walked in not as vocal probably initially just to – just because, I mean, the, the move, the learning the new playbook, the – um, learning my teammates and like how they kind of react to certain things. So I wasn't as like, I'll say like demonstrative, demonstratively in their face per se. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you give it a week and it was just like, all right, here, here I am. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it, 
you know, the transition was a little interesting too, because, you know, like you said, we have a young team and, and um, even though Flax, the old, old man, I am older uh, now. And so, you know, as I'm learning, as I'm learning the playbook, as I'm, you know, adjusting to this new lifestyle and this new place and, and the new team and the new guys, you know, you got people coming up asking a lot of questions of like, hey, like, so, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like, how's Super Bowl? Uh, you know, what do we need to do for this? And like all these things. And I'm just like, oh, um, let me get back to you on that. Like, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for, the, for these questions off rip. Like, I was, you know, I, I'm still, I don't, I don't know the first day install right now, you know? Um, so, so that was a bit of a, an adjustment, but again, a, after a couple of days, it was just like, okay, nice. Like this is like, I'm, I'm more comfortable. The guys are very welcoming and warm and um, we have a lot of team camaraderie, a lot of, a lot of things that we do together. So um, I didn't take long. I'll say that. Well, you set the tone when you showed up on the first day of camp wearing the Zach Wilson time man of the year. When did that pop into your brain? It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, that uh, it was kind of so. We took a trip to Idaho, right? Um, in Coeur d'Alene, Cowboys Ranch. It was beautiful. It's it's. I'm I'm a big Jackson Hole, Wyoming guy, and that place like rivals it to me. I'm like, wow, this is this is this is a beautiful place. Um, and so when we were out there, I was like, oh man, I need, I need a shirt. Like I need a, I need something to pop off. Like when I, when we go to camp, like this has to be, this has to be amazing. Um, and yeah, like the idea came about then. And then, um, you know, I hit, I hit my agency up and hit CAA and, and Ellen and Jim and kind of was like, Hey, like kind of need like shirt ideas. What do we got? And they sent me three and I ended up sending them to Zach and I was like, Hey, just like, we good. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much pressure on you. You're like, is this, is this okay for you? And he was like, yeah, I don't care, man, whatever, whatever you want. So, um, yeah, that's the one I went with. And, um, we're actually, I'm actually trying to get some for the, for the, uh, kitchen staff because two of them came up to me and were like, Oh my God, I love those shirts. And I was like, I got you. Like, we'll figure this out. Like, we got to we got to get everybody some of these shirts. So and how uh, great would it be if if the cafeteria, everybody is wearing the time of the time man of the year T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be I mean, that would be that'd be electric. That'd be amazing. I thought he did a hell of a job, to be honest with you. And people know the story about the reported MILF issue. I don't want to call it an issue. Whatever it is, it is. Yeah, I'm more. Uh, familiar with how baseball clubhouses work than football locker rooms. Can you crush a guy on that or do you have to let him be? Oh, no. Like you, I mean, when it's, when, when everything's coming out and stuff, you're kind of just like, you're good. Like what's, what's up? You, you know, you, you, we already like had heard some rumors early, like prior to it, like becoming a huge thing. And, um, and so you're just, you're kind of like, you're good. And then, you know, you gauge it off of that, right? So you hear it, like you see a ha ha, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, but blah, blah, blah. You're like, all right, let's get into it. Dude. Like now we can just like, now we can just poke fun and like have a good time about it, have a good laugh. Um, and usually that's how it is. Like you you can, you're brothers, right? Like you spend, you got camp, you're, you're there from like seven to eight, like a 13 hour day. Like you, you can, you can, 
those are your boys. You can you can mess with them. So um, yeah, yeah, we 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 got into them pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Like in baseball clubhouses, they would probably take the pictures and stick them all over the the locker room and stuff. Oh Just really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, now you're giving me some ideas here. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. When this stuff happens, that's what they would do. They're ruthless. But my time spending around football players and baseball players, baseball players are like the sophomores in high school that never grow up. They could be 35 years old and still have the same mentality as when we did when we were teenagers. In football, you have to have a switch that flips because here you are, you're pleasant, smart CJ Uzama, and then something happens to you on Sunday, right? I mean, like I've talked to guys like Strahan over the years and my buddy Rodney Pete and DeMarco Farga. They're all super pleasant human beings. And then something fucking freaky happens to you guys on Sunday. Now, when does it happen to you? Is it a Saturday night thing or what? Oh, no, no, no. Definitely not Saturday night. Saturday night, I'm still like, I'm watching New Girl. I'm like, I'm, I'm <laughs> in my, I'm just like chilling on like, you know, um, no, it's it's Saturday for sure. It's Saturday, uh, or it's Sunday after, um, after we go out for for like our stretch period, um, our first stretch period. For me, like I, I I'm pretty mellow. Like I, I, um, you know, when I was a little bit younger, I would be too amped up too quickly, and then I would just I would burn out. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, and like I'm not. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, so. I try to keep it as mellow as possible and, and, and stay grounded. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like you, you hit the field and you have, but you have to be right. Like you have to have a, a certain level of violence, a certain level of just like, not nah, like the, the whole, like my normal personality is not going to be me for the next however many hours, because if I'm, if I'm like a nice guy, then I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to mess up something. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to block well. I'm not going to be as physical as I need to be. So you have to have, for the most part, everyone has to have a switch. Um, some people are they're just on all the time, but you have to have a switch that's, all right, like this, this half of my brain is shutting off for a couple of hours. Like it is, it is go time. Was there ever a teammate where you looked in his eyes, you're like, I got to stay away from that motherfucker. Um, yeah, probably like right now, Lakin is Lakin Tomlinson. Yeah, he's <laughs> first first preseason game. This man is like singing, rapping, like like he's got like tears in his eyes as he's like saying stuff, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like he's he's I think he's three lockers down on the left. Nope. yeah, three lockers down on the left, and he's sing, like I, I like kind of like look. And he has a towel over his head and he's like, like his eyes are just like wide and I kind of just like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to turn a little bit. Like, you got it, man. Like, whoa. Um, so that's that's the first instance I've seen it like that to that degree. Um, but yeah, usually, I mean, usually guys are just in their own worlds and then, you know, and just like let them let them be. Um, but that one, I was like, oh, here it is. Like, this is this is go time. So, um, you know, I used to host a show, the best damn sports show, period. And we used to have Eric Dickerson on a lot, a lot. And he told us a story about when he was a rookie that the Rams told him to chop block Lawrence Taylor. And, I mean, ED does this 
story way better than I will. I probably won't do it justice, but he chopped him and he said, Lawrence Taylor got in his face and he said, I will kill you if you ever do that to me again. So Eric Dickerson ran back to the sidelines. He goes, that man is crazy. <laughs> not have me chop block him again. I'm not doing that. You know how Edie's voice gets really hot and stuff. Was there ever a guy you went against where you were like, oh, not that you got scared, but you were like, this guy's on a different planet than I am. Oh, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's been a couple for sure. I like the one that sticks out the most in my head because it was just like a, it was like a, what in the, like what just happened was, um, Clay Matthews. We, I'm, I'm almost positive we were going to overtime or we're going into the fourth quarter, but I think it was overtime. And, um, like the guys are like that, like kind of dapping each other up for a second, like on the offensive line, like that, that know each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this man is like, you know, offense, defense, line, And he comes like behind the, the offensive line and he just like, <laughs> and now it begins. And I was like, what <laughs> the heck just, what did you just say? No, what begins? Like we're in the middle of the, <laughs> I was like, um, you know, guys, this guy's, this guy's nuts. <laughs> You gotta watch for that one. Um, so that to me, just saying wise, sticks out because I'm just like, whoa, you are, yeah, you're on a different, you're on a different planet than me at the moment. Um, yeah, that's that's the most glaring. I mean, James Harrison, like again with the cut blocking thing, it was like that one was a little tough because he would he would always be in your face afterwards. But I claim Matthews. That was that was a that was an interesting one. By the way, you saw the play the other day where Thaddeus Moss got in on Kayvon Thibodeau of the Giants. Yeah. For people that don't know, that is a legal play. Um, 100%. Right? I mean, that's in it's, every tight end playbook. Oh, 100%. I mean, that that is – that is that was doing what he was talking about. I mean, if you – like, I, I can – like, I know the play, right? Like, I was in the offense for, for – a while so i know the play and yeah it's it's completely legal you're taught to do that it's very unfortunate it's very tough especially with the world changes of you know like i know someone was talking like you you go through social media you see it and and people are like okay well you know the new rule changes where you know little cornerbacks can't do that to to alignment anymore like why can you do that in the whatever but it's within the box that's that's the rule is within within the the box you're, you're allowed to do that and um yeah it's it is very unfortunate um but that is a completely legal you know block you want to see us change it or no um i mean like, you would, see you understand like that it? It's, do what? would you understand it if we change if they change I, I would i mean I, it, I, it's something i would understand for sure um it, it would be tough for for you know, as an offensive player, it would be tougher with, with those plays. Um, you know, especially having like a, a tight end come come back and do that, who's, who's not as big. And, you know, you got some DNs that aren't DNs that are like 300 and something pounds. But um, I, I, would I understand it? Yes. Um, it's, you know, you, you, you play and you, you see what, you know, what will changes happen. It's, you know, things like that are just, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for sure. Um, do you, the Jets have a schedule unlike I've ever seen before out of the gate. 
you will play your former division the entire first month. So you're going to see the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens, the Bengals as your first four games. Is that something you're excited about since you spent seven years in the AFC North? Are you like, God, I'd like to kind of spread this out a little bit. No, no, no. We can get that out. We can get that out of the way with. Like that is like, that's like me. That's the freshest that's on my mind. It's like, oh, nice. All right, cool. Like I can, you know, once, once we go into game planning, I'm like, all right. Yes. I remember all of this, which is nice. Um, Because for the most part, you know, I'm trying to forget everything. Like I'm trying to forget everything about um, from, from a, from a mindset standpoint, I'm forgetting everything about the Bengals, all the offensive things, all the special teams things, like everything. So to be able to be like, oh, nice, wait, hold on now. I don't have to, like, I can, I can remember this about, you know, you know, the, the Steelers and, and, you know, the Ravens, the Browns and the Bengals, like play, practicing against the Bengals and, you know, knowing all these things. Um, so, no, I, I greatly appreciate that, you know, having those four games in a row. Um, it's, it's nice. That is, to me, that's like refreshing. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, back home, here we go. Did you call your boy Joey B after he had an emergency appendectomy? Uh, I didn't call him. I, I sent him a text just saying I was thinking about him and I was praying for him. And um, I, I hit up the um, athletic trainers and was just like, hey, like, you know, treat, treat the homie well and, and, and get him back out there, you know. Because um, I talked to, talk to the ATs a, a fair amount. Um, those, those are my guys. So um, they respond and they're like, yeah, he'll be fine. Just, you know, one of, the, one of those things that just freaky things happen. Hey, listen, I know you're focused on your new team, but I do want to ask you about Burrow because I thought last year he captivated the game unlike many players have recently. Like when he walks in wearing the shades and the ice and everything else, there are some guys you would look at and you'd be like, what a douche. But everybody was like, he's awesome. He is. What is it that separates him from doucheville to cool guy? Um. I, <laughs> that's a funny that's a funny uh that's a funny question i don't i don't know 100 no. i think maybe the fact that like for me it's maybe the fact that you you don't really you're not expecting it. like i'm not i was not expecting that i wasn't expecting the cardiac glasses the ice the i wasn't i mean that he, he doesn't come across as that guy you know like he, he it's not like he's soft-spoken Right. He just doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, and so when you see that, you're like, wait, what? Like, oh, OK. I, like, you have some swag to you as opposed to like if someone's just like. Talking the most and being, you know, this is, you know, like. Coming out, saying certain things or just like always talking, always having that presence about if, if it's if it's like a recurring thing and it's just nonstop 24 seven, it's like, all right. We get it. Like, shut the hell up at this point. Like, just relax, you know. But because it's like it's it's for the most part, like I'm stepping into the game this way as opposed to like, oh yeah, it's it's like I know that, that coming into practice, you know, there's going to be cameras here today, so I'm going to dress this way and like do that. It's not that. It's you know, you see this man wearing a SpongeBob shirt, you know first day at camp probably and then you get you get to later in the season and he's got all this ice and the, you know, whatever so I think that's kind of the difference and that's kind of what makes it makes him not on the douche side of things that's kind of like oh man that's that's dope I see could have been you because back in your high school days 
You were a stud quarterback. Oh, I, I was all right. I was, I was all right. What do you mean you were all right? I've seen some of the, you know, first of all, you could move. You were out there. and But when did you decide, okay, I'm going to make – look at that. I mean, like, we're throwing the ball pretty good. So at some point you made a, a decision where you're like, I'm going to move outside. Um, <laughs> look at these throws. Dude. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was – it was kind of a tough decision, to be honest. Um, I didn't want to play quarterback um, for a little bit, but I don't know. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I had to have a couple of discussions with my parents, for sure, um, just because I, I, I didn't I didn't 100% think that I uh, was – a great quarterback. I thought that I was a good enough athlete. You know, like those were those were for sure my best throws that we just seen. Um, and 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 even so, like you know, we had we had a quarterback that was a better quarterback than I was. That was underneath, and his name was Scotty Hush, and he went to Harvard and he played. Um, and so that that allowed flexibility for me to start off at quarterback and then move to like tight end receiver and like move to the backfield a little bit and do certain things. Um, which was great, but like there was, when I say I wasn't a great quarterback, there was a, there was a four game stint that I probably went on. That was 35 for 35. I threw 35 passes. And if it wasn't there, I was just like, I'm running. Like I, I'm just going to take off. And, and then, you know, we'd switch in and Scotty would come in and we'd have that, this little like rotational thing going on. Um, but yeah, the throwing motion wasn't the best, you know, some at the best, right. Like for, for certain colleges and, I don't know. I really liked Auburn. I liked um, I liked the coaching staff there, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to be completely honest with you. Some colleges might lie to you and say that they're going to try you at quarterback, and like that's the first thing that you hear. We're going to try you there, and it's like, all right, so I'm going to move. Like I I, I know how this is going to work. I've seen it enough times. I've heard about it from other guys that you're going to try me there for like a week, maybe two, and then you're going to immediately move me to to tight end or or whatever you want. So um, Auburn was straightforward with me, and they're like, "Hey, look." We, we, we think that you're an athlete. We will utilize that. We'll like maybe allow you to throw some passes, whatever, but like we want you to play this role. Um, and I just appreciated the, the honesty about it and kind of went that way. At what point did you realize I could be an NFL player? Oh, uh, when I was in the NFL. <laughs> um, you didn't you know, think didn't, about it before that? We didn't, I mean, we didn't utilize, I thought that I could make it into the NFL for sure. I thought, you know, my measurables and my um, things that I could do, like I could make it, make it to the NFL. But, you know, at Auburn, we didn't utilize a true tight end. We didn't have, there was one year that we had a pro style offense. We went three and nine. And the next year we went back to a spread offense and, and I'm not, we, we didn't, I didn't have my hand out, right? So like seeing, seeing NFL tight ends, um, I didn't, you know, I, I thought that I could make my way into the NFL. I didn't know how I'd fare, how I'd do. But once I got there, I was like, oh, I, I 100% belong here. Like, I can, I can do these things. And, and, you know, I was still raw. Like, I didn't, I didn't know steps. I didn't know technique. I didn't know defensive fronts. I didn't know what an under or over front was. I didn't know how to read a defense. I didn't know anything. And so once I got there, once I started to 
you know, learning how to, how to play true tight end. I was like, I, I belong here for sure. I forget. Did you make the Bengals right off the bat or were you on the practice squad? I made, I made the 53 immediate, which was nice. So who were the guys, who were the tight ends ahead of you? It was, um, God, what's his so name? It was, Tyler it was uh, Eifert. Tyler Eifert. Um, we had Ryan Hewitt, who was kind of like our F. Um, yeah. And then we had drafted Tyler Croft as well that year. In the oh, third. Yeah. Um, and so we had, we initially um, kept three tight ends up throughout the first 11 games. And in the 12th game, um, we, I, I got put on the, on the active um, and then was active the rest of the year. Um, the rest of that year. Yeah. Was that the equivalent? It sounds like that's the equivalent of getting called up to the big leagues in the baseball world. Almost like it's one thing to be part of the practicing team and all that, but you're not active on Sundays. You're like, Oh, okay, whatever. So it's almost yeah. like a red shirt game for you. But when you get the call and you get to put the uniform, you get to run out of the tunnel. Was that just like opening day for you? Yeah, no, it was insane. And it was, it was great. I had, um, one and a half tackles on special teams. I had a fourth down conversion. Um, and I was just hyped. I was like, yep, good. Like this is, this is, you know, it's, it was one of those things where during the, during the, the course of the season, it was, you know, I could take not playing one of two ways because again, like right when I got right when I, not right when I got there, but as the, as the course of the season was progressing, I was like, okay, nice. I belong here. You know, I, this is, this is comfortable for me. And so as the course of the season's going on, it's like, man, I really just like, I, I want to play. Like I, I, you know, in, in your head, you're kind of like, I should be playing a little bit. I should, you know, be able to do something. Um, and some people take it as a, what was me? Or some people just take it as like, Hey, when my time comes, you have to like, you have to show. And so, um, yeah, I was, I was super fortunate that, that I got the, the opportunity and, and it was, I think due to, due to some linebacker injuries on, for the special team side. And so, um, yeah, Darren Simmons trusted me enough to go in there and, and know my job and know my responsibility on teams. And then, yeah, I, I got an opportunity on fourth down that I took advantage of. And, um, yeah, no, that was a special one. That was, it was against Cleveland. It was, uh, it was awesome. Against my boys. Yeah. Listen, we've never been game. able, to, we've won, never won been that, able to cover the tight end. So won that game know. too. It was good. It was good. You're welcome. <laughs> never been able to do that. Um, all right, listen, before we get out of here, I'm going to do something I do with the, uh, with the baseball guys. I spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. So I have, uh, you know, a handful of topics on here. Don't worry. I'm not very smart. So the questions aren't very hard. Oh, mini me. Okay. What is the, um, one thing when you get to a hotel room? that you have to have out of the mini bar. Oh, okay, so we're going we're going just like not not games, huh? Yeah. Um Wow. Well, here's the yeah. thing. It depends it depends on where you go. Yeah. But there's always there's always like an it, there's always a chocolate that I don't think I've had. Before. Like there's not like there's not like a Snickers or something. It's like a like an obscure like what is this chocolate treat <laughs> let's find so you're out. willing to try it you're willing because that would scare that would scare me a little bit i gotta be honest with you oh no 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 like some of them well you should be because some of them are terrible yes. i'll say like some yes. of them are terrible 
but there are some like really like some of them are like oh this is like a nougaty like treat like i wasn't expecting that like and, and because especially after the last time i'm gonna be honest i do it like pretty much everywhere i go like if there's if there's a refrigerator and there's a chocolate treat in there it is getting, it, it's getting eaten um and so you kind of have like a you don't have a high expectation you're like oh it's chocolate it'll be fine but then when it's good it's it's phenomenal and i will say there was one there was one instance in new york i forget what hotel it was um but it was close to uh central park and um i was there with my girlfriend and we opened the refrigerator and i was like oh immediately yes i'm i'm gonna try this and it was phenomenal like it was like it was one of the better chocolate treats that i've had like outside of a hotel um so you gotta Give it a try. If it's bad, you can blame me, and I'll I'll ship you a box of some some other chocolate stuff. So you have yet to meet me in person, but I am the most dad bod guy that you've ever met. Okay, so like what my uh, high school baseball coach said, I was pear shaped, uh, and it, so I, if I was that way at sixteen, think of what I look like at fifty one. So I am not afraid of eating dessert. I am not afraid of trying anything. I suppose so. I will give it a shot. I would have called down to the front desk of the hotel. And said, "You got to tell me the name of this chocolate." Oh, see, I didn't. I, I I can remember if I'm if I'm in the city, I can remember what hotel it was. The the hotel they did it right. Like they like you know they found my name. They found that I played for the Jets. They kind of like um, after that, like we went to go watch. That's when we went to go watch Wicked. We came back and there was like a, a gift like basket for me there. They they did the whole thing nice. It was it was amazing. I will have to go back just for the chocolate treats to see what it was. What, what would be, wait, hold on. What would be your, did you expect it to be like alcoholic or like? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a snack guy. So I bet okay. I've asked a few of the baseball guys. Not one of them have said alcohol. They're all, they're all snack guys because oh, that's what okay. happens. You know, baseball is a little different. Sometimes they get into cities at like two or three in the morning. Some places don't have room service. So they've got to scour through those things. Like that's what will satisfy their. Yeah, you know, but I'm a like I have those things. They'll put them in the clear cubes, right? Whether it's the peanut M and M's or anything, yep. it's one thing if it's the yellow bag of peanut M and M's. You're like, I've seen that before, but for whatever reason, it looks so much more tasty when it's inside of a the cube. I'm like, I gotta have that thing. I have yeah. to. Can we wait? Can we talk about hotel gummy bears for a second? Because some of them are like. At the team hotel right now, they're Albanese gummy bears, but they're not. Like, they're exponentially better. But I know for a fact that they're Albanese gummy bears, but they are in the container. And so I don't know if it's like a my mind's just like, wow, they're in this container. They have to be better. It's not like it's in the bag where you're just like, oh, nice, I'll have a couple. It's in this container, and you open it, and it is, it's, pheno it's phenomenal. So what ta what takes them to another gummy bear level? Are we, are we sure they're not the funny gummies? No, no, no. Well, they're, they're not the funny. They, I don't, I don't. They're just they're a little more. I don't know. They're not as they're not as like hard to chew. They're not as like, okay. and even the Albanese, the Albanese aren't. They're not. They're not like terribly hard to chew. You can chew into them really easy. They're not going to suck your teeth. But these are just a little bit softer. Like it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit better. Okay. And you know what? we don't know what it is, but like if you ask any player on like especially on the Jets, they will immediately say, Yeah, they're the best gummy bears in the world. So you need to take them. Do you still have access to them? 
Oh yeah, no, I have I have a container upstairs. Okay, good. Yeah, I took I took one for sure. I was like, I have to have this for home. Maybe the next time you're in the city, you drop them off at, in Midtown Manhattan at the John Boy Media offices. Have everybody try them. Believe me, that would be, we would turn that into some amazing content. Well, and here's the thing: like I I have a bag of Albanese, like a, a an actual bag, and I took a bite of one of each, and I was like, these are these are different. Like these really? are the same, but they are different. We're on to something. We're yeah. on to something. Also, I, I want you to tip down your camera and let everybody know where you've been putting the phone throughout this entire conversation. So you have a keyboard? Do you just jam? Um, so this, I've had this keyboard since I was in, I want to say like eighth grade, maybe seventh grade, maybe even before then, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I used to I used to play. Um, I got lessons when I was younger, and I used to play in college. I would um, YouTube songs and like try to memorize songs and and just I don't know. It was something I like. I like doing just random things. Um, right. Like I love doing puzzles now. I love cooking. Like I, just something that's just random that just kind of like this. uses your creativity a little bit. So yeah, I I haven't played in quite some time. Um, I, I still have this keyboard. This keyboard is just like, it's like a, I need like, to have it. Yeah, it's like a security um, blanket. Yeah, hundred percent. And I still have the charger for it. So um, it's funny. I actually, one of my friends, Ben Duran, he was here recently and um, I, like, he got to visit and it was great. He went to the Philly game with me um, or to watch. And he's like, dude, are you, like we we're talking music. He's, he's one of the guys that actually really got me into um, theater. Uh, because he was in theater when he was younger. So he actually, for the most part, introduced me to that whole world, which is incredible. Um, and he was like, dude, are you going to like, are you going to play this thing or are you just going to stare at it the entire time? It's in the basement. Like it's going to stay here. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I want to get back into piano or if I want to learn guitar or something else. Um, like run another instrument. I played saxophone when I was in middle school. So did I. But tenor? Which one? I was a tenor. Tenor. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, I was in the amazing. I was in the high school jazz band. I was stop. Yeah, I was. I was in jazz. I was in jazz band in eighth grade. I had Mr. Spencer as my teacher. He was a he was a tough dude. Yeah, that's that's actually. I mean, you were in high school though, so you you're you're probably better than I was. Not much. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm. I don't know if I'm going to get into the sax again. The sax is a little too loud, probably. Well, I don't know. You can soundproof this room. Figure it out. Yeah. Go listen. Go do it. Go find. I love it that you you want to do different things. What puzzle are you working on right now? I'm not working on a puzzle because I don't have a table, which is why I'm using this you keyboard. You don't have a table. I don't know if you tried to get furniture over the past couple of. Like I, I was supposed to have furniture probably <laughs> two weeks ago. Yes. And By the way, uh, I love it that you looked at your uh, your wrist that does not have a watch on it. You know, one of those <laughs> one of those days, one of those times. Um, yeah, I was supposed to have furniture two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure, and, and initially, right, and then a week after I had I had gone to the store and bought the furniture, they're like, "Oh yeah, just letting you know, this is on back order." And I was like, "Okay, so yeah, it's in the ocean, dude. We that we yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, we exactly." So, um, yeah, don't have a table yet. It should get here next week, hopefully. Right. Fingers crossed that next time it will not be 
won't be on a keyboard. So a few uh, little homework assignments, I guess, for you then before the next time we do this. Just keep in mind of a kind of a critical eye the next time you go to the theater. I want a, a whole theatrical breakdown of whatever musical you see. Okay. I love talking theater. Uh, yeah, let's let's get your table there so we can see how your puzzle is. And you have to work on a song for us on the keyboard. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Today. Give me, give me, give me a little bit for that one. Give me a little bit for that one. You got time. You got time. Um, it might not even be keyboard. I might. It could be sax. It could be guitar. It, who knows? It could be the, the harmonica. Oh, you bust out the harmonica, and I mean, you'll win people over for years with that. I'm just letting you know, I do have a harmonica as well. You? <laughs> you keep it in the underwear drawer? No, it's in a. It's in my utilities drawer. Actually, it's like just the first drawer when you come into the island. Oh, you mean the shit drawer that you just throw everything in there? That doesn't everything's in there. Got actually, it. right now, right now, it's very organized. Thanks, mom. I appreciate it. It's very organized, but yeah, in like a week it won't be. Wait, your your parents came up to organize you? Yeah, they 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 came in to to help move me in for move me in with. Now that's little. some only child shit. I just got to tell you, you're going to be turning thirty in January. <laughs> you signed a nice ass contract in the off season. You've been a pro athlete for seven years. That's some only child shit. Yeah, you know what? I, look, I love them for it. They, yeah, they they uh, they hooked it up for that one for sure. Actually, you know what? I've got a 21 year old. If he's 29 and he's moving around, I would help him. And he's not an only child, so I'm not going to say that. that All right, there we go. There we go. Good. Uh, dude, this was a blast. I really enjoyed this a lot. No, I had a lot of fun. This is this is going to be fun. Yeah, so we'll check in every few weeks, you know, however your schedule permits, uh, you know, as long as I don't bother you from enjoying musicals in New York City or working on puzzles or your musically trained ear or anything else. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be writing a little bit of a play soon, so we'll, we'll incorporate it. I love it. I love it. I, I guarantee you the audience, the uh, people that, are, that consume the product here are going to love it, and uh, I certainly did as well. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Shirocco. That is CJ Uzama, the New York Jets. Best of luck the first month, except for week two, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Football Show with CJ Uzama.